Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is Material, episode 141, and I am Andy Anatko. And I are Florence Ion. <laughs> and I, you, Russell Ivanovich. We all are and is us. <laughs> There's no I in you in team. But there is an I and Anatko, so I, that means I should. And an Ion. There you go. You and Russell. So does this mean something? Well, I think I owe you something. And Ivanovich. Yes. <laughs> True. Before. Before we go any further, though, uh, again, I, I know this has been a hotly anticipated episode. Uh, it is episode 141, which is another <laughs> Bloom number, another Bloom number episode. And you know what that means? It's an excuse for Andy to buy a big commemorative oh, cake. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> and Andy is holding a big commemorative cake. He's not even kidding. And, uh, and, and of course, I, I brought. I have enough plates and stuff for all of you. Uh, if you want to come over sometime in the next hour. Uh, i got to tell you, Andy, I, I anticipated this. We did talk about it. People have been looking forward to it. So I thought I'd go a bit cookie, new age cookie monster on you. And uh, I brought a banana. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to go the healthy route. I also brought some fruit, fruit toast. I'm going to balance that out. And then just because I feel like I've got my healthy on and I don't want to make you feel too bad, I've also brought some Coke, which I'm going to open right here. They're not a sponsor, but they should be. Are you ready for this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful well. sound. Uh, Andy, I have to be honest with you. I already uh, stress ate half a bag of <laughs> Whole Foods knockoff M&Ms. So I am balancing that out with a bag of snap peas. <laughs> so I, I did it before the podcast, but I want you to know I participated. It's just... I really needed to do anything else besides writing. <laughs> so I stuffed my face with knockoff M&Ms. They were mm. very delicious, by it's the way. Good. Okay, but the, but just to just to sort of like make sure that we get we have the the whole picture here. Uh Russell is eating like a <laughs> uh, professional triathlon eater who is having what he refers to as his binge day yes. in that he's it's eating carb sweet load. fruits. Carb load, Andy. It's all about the carb loading. You're eating vegetables. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have a a complete like uh, what yellow cake with decorated cake with like butterscotch. Butter so yellow cake. I'm not, not sure you meant to eat that. Just so you know. Done a little bit you of know, international studies. Cake in America. It's called yellow good. cake. You call it yellow cake. It's that's delicious. what we call like, uranium over here. You don't have that. Well, there, there's the there's the well. What? Well, we don't call the chocolate cake brown cake. We just don't know what <laughs> we don't we don't necessarily know what flavor the yellow cake is going to be. Whether it's going to be a vanilla or just a, an efficient carrier of, of of sugars as we can get. I feel um really really good about our editor right now. So he, he's loving this. He's just going through this tape and he's hearing us eat and he's like, "This is the best editing ever. This is what editors really love. I think this is what they live for, really." Mm. Well, again, I don't. I don't think I have to. We have to imagine our listeners. Now, the chewing sounds maybe you know could be done without. But again, which of our three houses would you like to be at right now? Andy, who has again a two-layer like uh, vanilla plenty. cake with, or again the person snacking on uh, vegetables, or the person who is going nuts by having bread, which is. I just want to point out, Andy, that a banana. Banana's not a vegetable. I don't know where you come from, but it's it's a fruit. And also, I'm not afraid of my manliness. I'm going to eat this in front of both of you. I'm going to eat a banana live on air. It's going to happen. Down wow. in one. Down in one. <laughs> Down wow. in one. Well, let's not get crazy. I'm going to die. This is show. enthralling television, let me say. Let me just say. <laughs> if these were the sweeps, we'd be sweeping them. I know. We're pandering. 
<laughs> this is what the people want. Andy, pr- promise me, just, just before we move on, promise me that you are going to eat that entire beautiful large piece of cake that you just took out. I saw how big it was on our little Skype camera. Yes. Enjoy every morsel of it. And I thank you. It's very white, but I got a picture of it, Andy, for the listeners. What I already did with half a bag of knockoff M and M's. Well, I mean, we we have we have double reason to celebrate because this is not only one forty one is not only a blue miniature, uh, and if you, you know, of course, you know what a blue miniature is. Uh, it is also a centered pentagonal number, uh, which I had not heard about, but apparently, because mathematicians are you know way hey hey wacky pinwheel sort of uh, men and women wacky mathematicians. There is there is an actual name for <laughs> the number of here. Now here's the best way to explain it without having access to visual aid. So, like, take a dot and then surround that dot with five dots to form a pentagon. Now, how many dots do you have? You have the first dot plus five more. That's that's six. So, the first so the the first pentagonal centered pentagonal number is one. Mm-hmm. The second is mm-hmm. six because you can do one. So now surround that fir- that first uh, pentagon with dots to make another pentagon, and then count the number of dots you have. That's mm-hmm. the third yeah. pentag- centered pentagonal number. Yeah. Uh, and so, one hundred forty one is the eighth centered pentagonal number damn so and then recite a spell to conjure up the spirits of the past <laughs> that you would like to send send out against your your high school bully yeah i don't want to say look where i am now don't, punk. just don't bully kids <laughs> and i won't send ghosts to haunt you um if it involves math, then you know that it either involves a compression algorithm for dist- uh, delivering porn over the internet, or it's a system for targeting missiles. Uh, so either way, it really does speak much to uh, to the human experience, does it not? Isn't now, Rhode I- Island going to need that porn thing pretty soon? <laughs> yeah, 20 bucks. I'm missing some US joke here. Technically, this, this, this affects the internet, so this might it be... It does. It's, it's not it's in the related. show notes, but yeah, uh, so apparently, <laughs> uh, I'm sure every country has these Weisenheimer politicians that they know that they have a certain support base that has been pestering them along with their like $10 and $20 and $30 uh, checks saying, how come you're not doing anything about the the... Uh, the quality of of generic brand triscuits in the local supermarkets, and so you kind of get you get enough of those, and this person has to take a stiff drink and then go out into the into the Senate floor and introduce a bill that they know is never going to be passed to have to make sure that all things that are supposed to be triscuits are at least one hundred and three percent triscuit like. So apparently, somebody who has uh, realized there's a lot of money in pandering to people who are anti porn uh, has introduced a bill in the state of Rhode Island that uh, will block to every <laughs> internet user in Rhode Island all porn unless you you pay twenty dollars to unlock the porn. Wow! And I just I just want you to know, Andy, that you just made me Google Rhode Island porn. That's in my uh, Google history forever now. Just so you know, you could have gone incognito, so that's on you. Uh, first of all, I live second my of all, what there. is this? Nineteen ninety three? Yeah. <laughs> but number one, twenty dollars is not going to be. There's some really good porn out there. No matter what you're into, there is something that is tailored for you specifically. That's worth. That's the one of the best twenty dollars you can possibly spend if you like to be entertained that way. And secondly, those of us who 
you know, are not who have more smarts than twenty dollars, we'll figure out a way around it. We just simply like we will we will start instead of going to the Starbucks in like uh, in uh, like uh, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, we'll go across the border to let's say South mm-hmm. Attleboro, Massachusetts. <laughs> you know, down put load load up the cash file, then turn off our Wi-Fi, go back to the Dunkin' Donuts in Pawtucket, and. Enjoy a uh, enjoy a, a, a donut, a coffee, uh, a, a frappuccino, and again the pictures of Russell Ivanovich, you know, seductively eating a banana. This is a good banana, and I'm eating it live on air because I don't care. Um, yes, I did not know about that story. I now know about that story. I'm not sure I'm thankful or not, but uh, yeah, good luck, uh, Senator or congressman or whatever the heck you have in rhode island i don't really even know where where rhode island is in america but i do know it's easy easy to miss (laughs) for the most awkward transition in the history of transitions i don't even know how i'm going to join these two up but you've had the the pics the clips the pics i don't know why i call the clips they should have called the pics the clips you've had the clips clips. now for a full week like what what's been happening um, well, I mean, I would love to just put it on you eating that banana and seeing how it works through Skype. Because, $20. Uh, so sorry. For access to streaming video of what Russell's doing right now, $20. It's really not that much. If you're in Rhode Island. If you, if you got uh, a roommate, have, have, your, have your roommate give you his password and, cred- and login credentials <laughs> to the material channel. To the material I think we channel. just figured out a bonus episode. It's just me eating bananas for six hours. Mm. I'm True. sorry, Flo. You you have you have vital and important observations about a critical uh, Google product. I do. So I have to say, I shared some photos yesterday on All About Android, um, and I shared some boring photos. <laughs> I shared some really boring photos. Uh, so to visualize, you know, basically. You know, I have my hair up in a wrap right now because, listen, I have long hair and this thing is a lot of maintenance, all right? Uh, We are all humans after all. I did that with the Google Clips the other day while I was working uh, at my parents' house. And, you know, I was just meandering around in my jammies, working working hard, plugging away, you know. Uh, it's, It's a really weird thing to have a log of photos of you... Sitting on the couch, laid out, like it's just not, you know. And and I I shared those on the Twit Network because I wanted people to relate to the fact that this is exactly like this is real life. This is not Google marketing. Real life is not as glamorous as the ads, folks. And so to that end, I would say paying two hundred and eighty dollars after shipping and handling for the Google Clips is not entirely worth it unless well, not right now. I mean, granted, this technology is going to get better in a couple of years. Um, it is the beginning of the sort of path for this specific machine learning algorithm, right? So as it gets better, as the hardware team, you know, works on making it smaller, as it gets, you know, more features, as Google Photos and the Assistant become more useful and piece together stories in different ways, like in the software, this is really going to become a nice extension of that because I see it's like just beautiful tethering from, or rather just how 
beautifully designed the actual camera is along with the way the app works and how it all integrates with Google Photos. The fact is all the photos and videos, and actually they're all just photos. Uh, I take a motion photo, so I have best of both worlds always, which I love. (laughs) Um, Or you can save them as animated GIFs now if you like to share things that way, you know, living it up in Slack. It's the best way to share those things. Uh, I really just love the way it all melds together this whole beautiful Google Photos ecosystem. And I totally see this becoming more of a commodified piece of technology over time. Right now, it's just for the enthusiasts like you and me. Don't don't drop close to $300 thinking you need it because you don't. I mean, you can get a Samsung Gear 360, the, the latest generation for I'm not going to Google it, but probably like 200 bucks or something (laughs) like that. Um, You know, get a pretty good deal and get that if you're looking for like a life logging camera. But I think pretty soon the Google Eclipse is going to, I don't know, I'm I'm okay with how much money I spent on it, but I'm also kind of a, you know. I'm here to test it. I'm here to be the test subject for it. So <laughs> I've got I've got a what if for you, Flo. What if they added just one yes. button that was like, make my life look super exciting um, so I can post it on social media to all my friends? Like if they could just enhance your life somehow. You're like, yes, I'm sitting on a couch, but can you Photoshop in like Photos Paris or does. something in the background? Mm. I'm actually, I'm in Venice. I'm, you know, I'm going down. That's I'm not actually sitting on a couch. I'm sitting on a gondola, I want to call it. I think I've got the right word. Just Google clips that stuff up. Like surely, surely the AI can do this for us. But, but I will say, so on that note, okay, I haven't taken this anywhere super fancy. It's only been around me from house to house um, between my parents' house and my house. (laughs) And um, we had a little get together at the cousin's over the weekend at my parents' house. And, um, you know, we all just sat and had dinner and I put the Google Clips in the corner, like by the microwave. And I just had it on automatic to just film us. And I really, I really feel like I'm going to have this little photo album that I'm going to have these little photo albums that come from the Google Clips. And I'm really going to appreciate having all of this stored somewhere in a cloud because I know a couple of years from now, I'm going to look back on those photos. It's going to be us hanging out at my parents' house. Yeah. Who knows what's going to change in three to five years? Like, I'm really, I'm really under, I'm starting to understand what the point of this is. I think it freaks everybody out at the idea of just putting a camera in a corner, but because there's no sound, I feel a little more okay about it. Um, You can't hear the conversations I'm having with my family members. You, you know, I, I think the one thing I really want to test it though, and I'm going to get a little depressing for a second, sorry, is what is it like when you forget it and leave it on the shelf after a party and you are bickering with, you know, your housemate or your significant other over cleaning? Like, is it still capturing those moments? So I'm, I'm still going to be playing with it because I'm very curious what this machine learning is going to do. So that's what I'm really interested in. Not, not only that, but it has that HAL 9000 effect. So it's actually like reading your lips and subtitling it <laughs> so that because especially like when it gets more YouTube heated and, you get more, right? and, and your, your voices <laughs> get more shrill, it's really hard. You're maxing out the microphone. It's really hard for sort of someone to really hear it. So not only that, but well, you Google sure Home. The Google Home Max. You Google Home pops up and it's like, "Hey, Flo, uh, send forty Bitcoin to this address, otherwise we publish this uh, altercation <laughs> on the internet." Oh my God! Don't ask me for Bitcoin. I have none. <laughs> <laughs> but this yeah, is- the, 
Go ahead, Andy. No, I, I, you, know, uh, you, you touch on something that's actually quite possible uh, because uh, just this week, uh, Google, <laughs> Google uh, with uh, with Ace Ace. Ace and I AI towards uh, marketing, uh, a new feature for the YouTube app they're calling mobile real-time video segmentation, which is now a feature in limited beta. What it actually means is like live virtual green screen. So if you're shooting like a talking head video with the, with your with your phone, like you're using the selfie camera, you're shooting a video, it can actually like figure out oh that's that's where Flo is, that's where her shoulders are, that's where her 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 cute turban is, uh, and so we will have we will and so we'll replace like her living room background with like the like the ISS space station, and we'll move around like with her as as she moves the camera or a tropical tropical beach. So you could do things like. Like right now, you're dressed like you know you're working from from home. You're 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 relaxing. You could just if you really want to like really just make sure that your cousins who don't think that you're a successful journalist and don't live a life of adventure, you know, you could you could be say, oh boy, sorry sorry I look so rough, but you know, scuba diving off the Monalea coast really takes it out of you, wow. especially when you're on your third set of tanks. So believe me, that. all I'm I'm back here. I'm back here at the dive shop. You can see the you can see the mountains and. The, in the bay behind me and i'm just gonna relax here with a big sl- with a big slice of cake and some dried peas because <laughs> that's what i take <laughs> with wow, me when I the perfect well i i first of all andy you really distracted me with that beautiful vacation fantasy um <laughs> how dare you <laughs> it's, Where it's, were snowing, we? <laughs> it's snowing again here i've been living in that fantasy because that's the only it's like i'm like i'm like True. the i'm like that the lead character in brazil it's like i'm just here like in a straight jacket in a very squalid place but i've got my, my eyes are beaming i'm smiling because i've decided that i'm giving up on reality and i've retreated completely to a lovely place where it doesn't you don't get a, a snow hurricane every four days and it's yeah it's, it's so there you go. Google Clips, product marketing, and product development teams. You, you know what you need to do next. We've outlined this for you. I mean, it, we probably should have charged for this advice, maybe at least $20 like the state of Rhode Island's trying to do. Like that would have been the – we could have got away with that, I think, but it's too late. It's it's out there for free now. So one other thing. Uh, did either of you watch the Oscars over the weekend? Absolutely. Nope. So – did either of you watch the commercials in between the Oscars? Nope. Yes. Okay. Did you see the Make Google Do It commercial? Yes, but I it it's it's re- I, I'm I'm really desperately scanning my built-in DVR to say what was what was so amazing about it or interesting about it. I just want to make a comment very quickly, uh, and and this sort of it is it does stem from the Google Clips conversation. I just want to say, after seeing that advertisement on Sunday, I realized it all just very much came to me there in a moment. Exactly what Google's marketing strategy is this year. Um, <laughs> It's the whole make Google do it thing, and so the Google Clips is another just sort of extension of this because. Why hire a photographer for your family when you could make Google do it? <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by the hot guy with the uh, surfboard with his shirt off in this commercial. Is that mm. John Legend? He's, that he's, is he's John Legend. Oh, by okay. the way, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen are now shilling for Google. I just want to say I feel like uh, it's just another reason this is all making sense to me now. <laughs> Well, uh, you want to, you know, push the oh, product. Of course, it is it, John <laughs> Legend, it is legendary Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter. Yep, I know the one. It was it a child is a clever pigeon, though. Yep. 
because Google is one of the most like unstoppable and powerful companies. If you make your slogan, oh, oh, but we, if you tell us to do something, we have to do it because you're, you're, the, you're the powerful person. You're the one who's in control. If, if the government is going to split anybody apart, it should be you and not us. Wouldn't you agree, everybody? <laughs> so yeah, everyone, make Google do it. Yeah. That's the new marketing term. I like that. Speaking of things you can get Google to do, we had a, a bit of listener feedback um, coming to us during the week. Uh, Amanda Strasbourg, I want to say, sorry about that last name pronunciation, um, figured out how to get Google Assistant to play material. Sorry, say that again, Flo. Strasbourg. Strasbourg. Uh, that works for me. Strauss-Bach. Strauss-Bach. There you go, Amanda. You're welcome. Sorry, if that's Amanda. not how you pronounce your name, Amanda, it is now from here on out. That's just how it's going to work. <laughs> um, we, we were struggling uh, last week. We couldn't figure out how to get Google Home or Assistant to play material because we'd ask it um, and it wouldn't know. And it wouldn't know other Relay FM podcasts. So it knew how to play Connected. And we're like, there's an injustice here that needs to be solved. Um, she wrote in to tell us that if you, she, if you ask a Google Home to play the material podcast from Relay FM, then it works. It seems like adding the from Relay FM part is what makes the difference. It's suddenly the magic of the make Google do it brain is like, ah, oh, I know what you're talking about now and mm-hmm. it plays it. So there you go. If you want to play <laughs> material on your Google Home or your Google Assistant, you, you can do it that way. It just seems a little bit passive aggressive. Like when it's a, if you're a couple and you're all you've got you're you're all co- you yourself are all cozy on the sofa. You've got the you drink where you can reach it. You've got the remote exactly where you want it. And from the other some some part of the other house of the house, your your, your partner is saying, "Honey, like where's uh, where's the where's the soap we got yesterday?" And they're, they're, you're going to make them say the sh- the bathroom on the second floor next to the guest bathroom inside the medicine cabinet on the second shelf, as opposed to if you were a really caring partner, it would be. Oh, I kind of know where that is, or if I, I know it has to be in one of three places. I will look at all three of them and simply not bother you with the details of how, trying to. It's so what makes uh, voice assistants, no matter what the platform, not work for me, is when I can't just say, "Hey, Shlomo, uh, schedule an appointment next Tuesday at four. All right, with whom? Oh, uh, with Anne. Great. And where is that going to be? Uh, uh, what's the nearest Dunkin' Donuts? There is. As opposed to, I'm sorry, I don't know how to do that. I'm sorry. Uh, schedule an appointment with Anne. At, ah, dang, I have to say. Schedule, sorry. <laughs> schedule an appointment on Thursday. Damn it. Okay. Schedule an appointment this coming. Uh, schedule an appointment on Thursday, March 23rd at 2.22 with, damn it. At two twenty-two p.m., that's like that's that's why I don't use these features. When it has to be, I really have to tell you that I I know I I am not actually Google, and I know that if I don't know specifically where to find something, I will just Google for where I can find it. You are actually Google. <laughs> instead of saying instead I can't find it, why don't you that? Google it? Wait, so instead of making Google do it, Google's actually just telling us to do it ourselves. Yeah, like you tell me where it's from. I couldn't <laughs> You're be already up. finding it. <laughs> <laughs> like, so really we're not because we have to man, this is a lot of inception here. It's it's injustice as well. It's an injustice that needs to be uh um I was going to say written, but it needs to be made right is, is what actually needs to happen. Um, the other thing a, a listener noticed, um, who's obviously more observant than I am, is when you get the assistant to play stuff, it plays through uh, the music's app podcast section. Uh, sorry, it plays through the Google Apps podcast section, not the Play Music Apps podcast section, because the two don't 
seem to be the same thing, which I just love. That is just so Google yeah. that there'd be it's like so Google, yeah. two podcasting things like, and there's different ways of accessing them and they're available from different spots. It's like what having you, what you do, 21 messages. <laughs> what you don't understand is that Google, see, there's Google Music and Google Play. Now, Google Music is not meant to be listened to. It's meant to be sort of regarded academically. <laughs> uh, it will show you the waveform. It will tell you what the compression rate is. But Google Play is where you listen to music, but you don't know what the title is and you don't know what the album art is because you have to go to Google Music for that. That's why we. That's why we're recommending that you buy the multi-package uh, subscription for $50. That will make those two – yeah, that's <laughs> – so there's such a thing. I don't think that Google should be broken apart because they are too big a company. I think they should be broken apart because as it is, they don't talk to each other. So I think that it's time for the government to declare this relationship dead. Now, neither, no division of Google wants to be the one to end it with the rest of Google. So yes, yeah, they're they're holding they're staying together until like the shareholders like are vested at eighteen or whatever and move out of the market or whatever it is. But they're they're really only tearing each other apart. I think that yeah. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> I feel so sad. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I do. Yeah, I, I, sorry. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I need to apologize to both of you and also the listeners in advance because um, I have just eaten like a great quantity of sugar. Uh, which is having its effects. Uh, and also the other problem is that uh, on my right here, I still have like seven-eighths of a oh cake. Lord. Put and it a away, Andy, and a plate. put it away. I know, I know. And, there's, and I can't, put it away and I can't, like, I, can't, I can't wait for, I, I can't just like wait for the commercial break and say, honey, kids, I have plenty of this cake left. You want some? It's no, it's going to be here until I make the decision that I don't want to eat this entire Andy, cake over the next hour. I've got the solution for you, Mike. Make Google do it. That's that's your answer. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking of which, I do have a slightly happier story for you. Um, Flo, you inspired me over the last few weeks to do, do more stuff with my Google Assistant. I also noticed you inspired a few people on Twitter that have managed to hook up like movement notifications Yay! and all sorts of things. Yay! Flo is our in-house automation guru. Um, I have hooked up a ton more stuff to my Google Assistant at home and it's it's been quite the journey. Cause Tell me. So, tell me your favorite. Tell uh, me your favorite. I'll tell you the simple stuff. I hooked up on Hue Lights. That was like a two-step <laughs> process because Philips did all the work. And you're like, yes. yeah, not very exciting. Like anyone can do that. That's yeah. kind of cool. Um, the other did thing, you plug it into your router directly, yes. as I suggested? Yes, I did. With an Ethernet? Yes. Perfect. Good. Ethernet straight Keep to my going. router. Just like Flo recommends. <laughs> I wouldn't wouldn't do anything different. And it works re- reliably, like super fast, like hats off to the people at Philips. Yes. Like they've done a good job. Um, but the other thing I did is the rest of my house actually runs on this I think German home automation system called KNX. I'm sure no one's ever heard of it. But I, I managed to hook that up to the Google Home as well. So now I can be in my bedroom and I had to go a bit developer on this. So I had to set up like a home server and stuff. We won't get into all that. But I can actually turn all of the lights in my house on and off and do all sorts of crazy stuff, change the brightness, do all sorts of fun stuff through the Google Home. And the funniest time to do it, I kid you not, is when I'm in my bedroom and it's dark and you're just like, hey, Google turn on all the lights and the whole house just goes <laughs> and you laugh and no one else finds that funny i don't know why they don't find that funny it's weird i will say the nest cams my nest cams freak out when the lights go off at night motion has been activated oh it's like calm down I like being in the dark calm down everyone calm down security it's you know Hey, Guillermo, paint all the walls in my bedroom red like the color of blood dripping from the fist of hell. But don't tell me when you're going to do it. Just have it slowly transition to that color. Careful, so I Andy. think that I'm going insane. 
That's coming in the software update circa October 2018, <laughs> just in time for Halloween this year. <laughs> I mean, at least we hope so. Shall we Shall we dance into our first advertisement of the podcast? Uh, we shall. Shall we dance into it? Uns, uns. Uns, well, uns. This well, actually, episode of material. Shall we dance? Should be. Shall we? Shall we dance? One, two, three, four. On a bright line. Shall we? Sing? Oh, sorry. Oh, see, I was starting to rave. Well, I, I see. I don't know the words of that either, so perhaps I shouldn't have brought it up. What? What can I? What can I eat that's in the house that counteracts the, the effects of sugar? Can I just like start ginger. eating salt? Salt. Ginger. Yeah, yeah. I know you get a salt cube like a horse, don't you? Just start. Do you have a ginger tea? Oh, okay. Okay. A ginger tea. I Helps will, me. I will look into that just, during the break. It'll just... Tell us about bang. our next sponsor, Coca-Cola. Mmm, delicious. Okay, but, 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 but before we leave this entirely, I just have to say that there is something... Uh, one of the many things that are weird about Australians is that your beer cans are like 80 ounces, but your <laughs> Coke can is like... Is that three ounces? Is that... Is that... It's like you're, it's like you're holding a vial of serum or insulin. That's how tiny the, that can is. It's a 200 millimeter pack, Andy. I think you find 200 millimeters as a standard measure. And we look after our bodies. You inject very little Coca-Cola because it's terrible for you and a lot of beer because it's... Good for you. I'm sure that's the case. You don't need to research it. It's fine. Carbs. Carbs. You don't. You don't want to give the snake that's going to eat you diabetes by drinking too much soda. That's very true. That's a very Australian Australian kindness in touch with nature. Mm-hmm. This episode of material. <laughs> this episode of material is brought to you by Squarespace. Enter offer code material at checkout to get ten percent off your first purchase. Make your next move with. Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Maybe you want to create a page where you show off all your Google Clips clips. I might. You don't need to come to us for permission, all right? We're not your mom and dad. If you want to make a brilliant photography site, just freaking do it. All you have to do is go to Squarespace because it's an all-in-one platform that oh, lets you, you I, do I, just I, that. You can go someplace. I'm going to tell you where just where to go. Squarespace. We, we won't, you won't get a discount on that place, and we won't get ad revenues, but I'll tell you. We're, okay, I'm sorry. Too much. There's nothing to install. No patches to worry about. No upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about anything because Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed so that you can show off your great ideas. Squarespace plans start at just 12 bucks a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. See if you like it. When you decide to sign up, Use our offer code, which is material, to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for us. Please and thank you. We also thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your next website about stuff. Your next website about stuff. Holy cow. The screen of your phone, Russell, looks so much similar but yet different somehow. (laughs) Russell is currently, Russell is currently, and I do apologize, dear listeners, for this has turned into the theater of what is happening on Skype. But uh, in today's technologies, you got to do what you got to do to keep the podcast rolling. And in this case, it's Russell showing off the fact that he was brave enough today to put the Android P developer preview one on his Pixel 2 XL. Is that right, Russell? 
Well, I don't want to take credit for being brave because here is my Pixel 2 XL still running. Wow. Uh, sorry, Oreo. Wow. Here's another Pixel 2. You I, didn't even come out of it. I oh, got you a tray full of these things. I didn't, I didn't notice that it had bezels and the other one doesn't. <laughs> well, big bezels. that's my fault, clearly. So, do you... Do you want to hear what's new about Android P, which was released? Yeah, run, run it down, run it down. Preview today. Um, this is this has been the standard for the past few years, where it used to be at Google I/O. You'd hear about the next version of Android. They, I think, about two years ago, they moved it up to about a month or so ahead of Google I/O. They'd released the first developer preview. Then at Google I/O, they tell you about um, a whole bunch of cool features they held back from you. And then around September, Octoberish, it actually ships. So this is the first developer preview. I will tell you a little bit about it. There's probably the bits that people care about it most is some of the design changes. So if you look at the notification tray, and I'm going to do an amazing job of explaining this via audio. I'm so sorry, dear listeners. You can go and look can at the screenshots. Can you turn down the brightness a tiny bit for this is your the material Skype podcast. friends? Down. The Material Podcast, Theatre oh, of the Air. Theatre of the Air, down. Uh, everything is is all rounded and colourful now. So this is the notification shade. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it used to be that each one of the – I'm holding them side by side. It used to be that each one of the – Icons was just a little icon that you press, and it was light gray if it was off. It was kind of dark gray if it, if it was no on. Background, yeah. yeah. So now it's it's a it's an icon inside a circle. The circle is gray as if it's off. It's blue, which seems to be the new sort of accent color, uh, at least in this developer cool. preview for you know stuff that's on. I actually think it looks quite nice. Like, I guess maybe there's a difference between seeing screenshots and um, seeing it in motion because in a lot of ways it just feels like a small improvement to what was there before. It's not they haven't radically sort of changed the the drop down notification thing. It just it looks a bit nicer. Notifications now look a bit nicer as well. Um, developers have the options of putting images in them before, which I didn't realize was something that we couldn't actually do. Like I found that out today. I'm like, oh, we couldn't put images in. There you go. Um, they've changed uh, some other small things like the I'm going to try and show this to you. The notification that comes up. I'm going to have to turn down the brightness a little bit more. Sorry, dear listener. Yeah. Uh, the notification for, for that comes up when you're changing volume is now this big sort of thing that comes up on the side that you can um, slide up and down. You can also choose. Well, that makes sense. Media that makes output, sense. Which is new. This so, is- just to describe it to you, those who are listening, the little pop up instead of coming up all the way at the top like a notification shade, it actually uh, pops up as a little slide. I don't know, a little tab that shows up in the bottom sort of right, which, you know, sorry, left-handers, but that's typically where your thumb would rest. Or or you could just like walk up to a friend of yours who has like a new iPhone and say, could you activate the iOS control center? Like, oh, so that's what the volume controls. And it's these round, it it really does look like control center where you have like big, like rounded tiles for these different major like flick on, flick off sort of settings. And it, it actually not not I I am all for uh, Apple copying good ideas from Android and Android copying good ideas from Apple. You don't know whether an idea is great until you get millions of people using it, and that's they'll show you how good it is or how bad it is. Uh, and so I, it got me thinking that maybe we'll be looking we're looking at something similar to that for cycling Wi-Fi on and off or switching uh, Bluetooth sources. Uh, I, I'd be in favor of that, but it did really remind me of that. I mean, uh, uh, Russell, look, how much uh, 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 you'll get back on track. I'm sorry to distract you, but like how close to final are these visual things? Do you think this is Mm -hmm. this is the very first uh, public preview of any kind? It's a preview, not a beta. And other like The Verge and others are saying it's pretty bare bones right now, but it's functional. 
Yeah, so this is the thing. Like um, these tend to come out really early and they tend to stay in development for another six months. So we've definitely seen in previous releases that things change. Sometimes I think they even change um, based on external feedback. Like Google, Google says in all their videos, like we want your feedback, we want your feedback, we want your feedback. And I don't, I don't think they're being disingenuous. I think they generally do want like developer and sort of later on general public feedback. And I think stuff will change. So if someone finds, you know, some really obvious flaws with popping up these things in this particular spot or whatever, like they might move, some of the design might change. Like none of this is is final. So it's probably a little bit too early to to say this is exactly where Android P is going and this is exactly the kind of thing you can do with it. But I do really like some of these small touches. So now it feels like it's a lot easier to con- not just control the volume, but I don't know if you remember, you used to have to slide it to the bottom to um, to change whether it was in Do Not Disturb or what particular mode it was on. But now that's a separate little sort of button thing you can tap. You've also got um, an audio routing sort of screen that pops up, which is very iOS-like to Andy's point. It's a very similar yeah. thing on iOS. You can choose, do you want to go to your AirPods or to like your AirPlay, yeah. Apple TV? Yeah, this has got the same thing. So do you want to go to your Chromecast? Do you want to go to your um, Pixel Buds and that kind of thing? It's nice touch. I mean, the settings has a whole splashes of color in it, which which look really good. In general, it seems like it's just a more refined... Um, design compared to what came before it. And I, I'm all for that. Like I, I think design should continue to evolve. I think it should uh, continue to kind of look better and that's that's good. Um, I thought I'm going to rush through all these, but here's some of these sort of lower-level developer sort of things that I can kind of run you through. Um, they've improved a whole bunch of stuff with the job scheduler. So if that doesn't mean anything to you, basically um, apps that run in the background are going to be a lot more respectful of your battery life, what kind of network they're on. Um, they're even talking about be things better. like... Yeah, exactly. It'll just be a better experience. And they'll kind of know the cost of going over a particular network. Like, is an app using all your data at this particular moment in time going to literally cost you money or potentially like battery life? And if so, like, you know, how can the app manage that? That seems like a good thing. Um, they're talking about up to 11% performance improvements just for free. So they'll optimize a whole bunch of stuff in the OS. And so in theory, you know, you just install your app and you're good to go. You get, get free performance improvements. Developers love those. So apps sort of launch faster, everything like that. Um, they're talking about Kotlin speed improvements, which I know drives developers. Right, right. Yeah, Kotlin. Woo-hoo. Developers love Kotlin <laughs> and they're like, it's faster and we're like, it's all good. I love it. Um, better image decoding. And if you're like, oh, what do I care about image decoding? Android, from the developer point of view, has had some historic like massive weak points when it comes to image decoding. Like right down to it's really, really easy to run out of memory and do things really slowly if you don't tune it just right. And this is a problem iOS kind of fixed in, I don't know, iOS 3 or 4. They've kind of nailed it since then. It seems like Android's mm. yeah, bringing some of that stuff in. That probably doesn't mean a lot to user-facing um, sort of things, but I guess as, as a customer, you know, playing with stuff, you should notice, you know, images load faster, they're, they're clearer, developers can use like higher-res images. Stuff, stuff will just look better. Um, related to that, Google's adding support for HEIF and HEIC, which are I guess the new image and video formats that came to iOS 10. They're meant to be... Same, exactly the same sort of image quality with less storage use. So if you have a ton of photos in your photo library that you really want to keep local or you're recording, you know, high-res video, it makes it smaller. Sorry, Andy, you have a... Yeah. No, no, the, 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 and there's so much cool stuff about HEIF uh, and HEVC. It's, it's, so it's, it's not just more efficient, uh, but it's also, it's a container for a standardized container for this image or a standardized container for this video. So whereas a JPEG can only contain the data that is specified in JPEG and has extra like database fields you can record. You could, so the camera can write things like, here's the exposure, here's the time, here's the location. 
essentially it's a container that could be filled with anything. So if you have a camera with two uh, two image sensors on it that takes 3D pictures, it can actually attach. Oh, here's by the way, here's the depth map of this image that we recorded at the time. So then you can send it to uh, your phone may not have uh, really intensely intensely powerful uh, machine learning powered uh, image editing. But once you throw into Photoshop, it can say not only just recognize that this is the rough shape of a human face, but oh, well, here's the eyes. So we don't want to we, we want we want to highlight the eyes without making the entire section of the face blown out. We're going to soft. We're going to accentuate the curves underneath the face so that they don't look quite so whatever. Uh, it's really, really all the really cool things that will happen automatically with cameras for the next five years are going to be because of having these container formats. So that's really that's super cool that they're embracing it. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Actually, we've just started to see recently on iOS like a whole bunch of third-party camera apps do really interesting things with that format, like things like you know taking a picture and then extruding that picture like into the real-world space, and you can kind of see like a three D image of your face it's it's really cool um some of the other stuff that's coming is indoor wi-fi support and if that sounds familiar to you this is something google's um seems like they've been trying it for a few years now the whole idea of measuring distances between you know wi-fi points that are in some shopping center or internal sort of location that i guess google's taking another crack at trying to map indoors like they did a few years back that's that's developer facing but you'll probably end up seeing that in apps if it takes off um you'll never guess what else they added guys i'd um, this is going to shock you, so I hope you're sitting down. Uh, more machine learning APIs. I no. I, I did not <laughs> see that coming. <laughs> Next, you're going to be telling me that it's scalable. <laughs> <laughs> um, another really interesting tidbit, and they may have dropped this before and I might have missed it, but this was in the update notes, is that they're requiring all updates that go through the Google Play Store. So if you update any app, doesn't matter what the app is, if it's on the Google Play Store, um, by November 28, you actually have to have it built against Oreo. And if you're like, yeah, what, what does that mean? That's a huge deal for developers because it means that all these apps that are compiled against older versions of Android that have all these things that they're allowed to do, they're allowed to do whatever the heck they want in the background. There's all <laughs> sorts of freedom they get that um, Oreo sort of locked down. And the way you've been able to get around that as a developer, if you're like, oh, I really couldn't be bothered like updating my app to this Oreo stuff, like I just, I'll just build against the old version and we'll keep going. And Google's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, by November 2018, if you submit an update, they will obviously reject it or not even accept it, I guess, if it's not built against this stuff. So as someone who uses an Android phone, that's going to be a huge deal. You should see more battery life. Yeah. You should see more responsive apps. And hopefully it might even prod a few developers to you know fix some of the stuff that they haven't fixed in a few years. I really appreciate this. I really feel like this is a big growing up move for the Google Play App Store. Uh, in all in all honesty, I, I really feel like this is the kind of stuff that whenever we would complain about like, what is Google going to do about all this fragmentation? Like this is exactly what needs to be done. It's like, Move it or lose it. I, I don't know what to tell you. If you're not going to move fast, you know, and if, you're, if your app is super old and it's just sitting in the Play Store and you haven't updated it in a long time, then it probably is, <laughs> there's a reason you haven't updated it and just let it go, you know? <laughs> let it go. Oh, Keep no, going before I sing the song. Um, <laughs> Keep yeah. going before I sing the song. But there was <laughs> a, sorry, Andika. I was going to ask you, how difficult is it for someone to take take what they feel is yeah. already a stable app? And we, we figured out we can't we're making money off of it. So it's worth our while to keep updating it, but it's not worth our while to devote yeah. four, four people in two months time. How how difficult would it be for them to rebuild this against P? Yeah, the, the problem is the longer you've left it and the longer you've kind of tried to maintain, uh, you know, again, the, the longer you've tried to use all the, API, all the APIs, the worse it is for you. So if you're very close to that point, 
point. If you've already updated, let's say, for Android 7, going to Android 8 is not, not a huge jump. You just have to change over a few of the backgrounding things that mm-hmm. you use. It's still work, but it's not a huge amount of work. But if you if you haven't gone to that level, if your app's like, you know what, this works, I'm just going to keep patching like small things and you've been doing that for the last three years, then yeah, you're going to have yourself some fun. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat this. That, that, <laughs> is, that is a huge deal, especially if your app does a lot of um, background stuff that it's you're just going to have to rework like the way all that works. But you know what, I'm with Flow. Like it is actually in the, the user's best interest. And sometimes as developers, as as you know, as precious as we are and as we like to love those comics, we're like, oh, this is what happens when you interrupt a developer. All the bubbles disappear and that's what – I'm like, come on, please. Like this is your job. Like this is this is what you're here to do. This is what you're trying to do. I'm, I'm sorry if it's hard work but you got to get on board. Like it's going to make Android as, a, as an OS better. Life is hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Life is hard. Just to put it out there for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really I really do love how uh this is this is why it's great to have two really great successful and creative companies like Apple and Google f- working against each other on a day-to-day basis cuz you, you over time you really see the differences in philosophies and how that will yeah. bite each company in the butt where Apple yeah. is like we will lock everything down this is the no freedom no fun operating system and then like over the no years it's like fun. That, if you if you if you want to cut and paste something between two different apps, just take a screenshot in your email client, add it to your camera roll, <laughs> and then go into your to do list and then import that into. No, okay, how about you know? Wouldn't that be nice? And now Apple or, is yeah. is figuring out ways to. Okay, well maybe we'll love. Maybe the sandbox will not be three foot three foot reinforced concrete lined with lead. Android would be the. You know what? If we you want this hard. to be. Yeah, no, we party too hard over here. We we <laughs> yeah, exactly. have been having so much fun. We are go- we were going to Burning Man every year. We were dropping <laughs> a lot of money for the whole Winnebago for all the water that we were going to need that week. Uh, you know, we bought props for everybody who came by our little <laughs> station, which costs a lot of money. And now we're really paying for it because we have no savings accounts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, so if, you wanna, what if you want to if you want to draw the whole. Um, Apple, Google, you know, taking each other's ideas and bouncing off each other and coming to like a similar place. Let me run these next two things by you and see if you can Mm -hmm. read between the lines here. Um, Google has a new fingerprint um, API user interface. And so for a while they've had the, is it called Pixel Imprint? I can't remember what they call their fingerprint thing now. But basically they've given you all the frameworks to handle fingerprint recognition in your app. That's great. But they haven't given you the user interface around it. And this time around they're like, here's all the user interface you need for fingerprint recognition. And by the way, we really, really, really think you should switch to this, you know, and not use your own fingerprint recognition UI. Wink, (laughs) wink. I mean, do you have any idea what that could be about? Yeah. That's... Uh, yes. <laughs> I have an idea of what that could be. I have an idea that it has everything to do with the iPhone and Galaxy phones having face unlock and the fact that they both have marketing campaigns hinged on a thing that, let me remind you, dear public out in the world, Android had face unlock a while ago, okay? It didn't work it was, that it well. It was lame. But, okay? But, but we got there first, it, And we were there first, so just stop, okay? Yes. You know, you know what? The Soviet Union had a lunar lunar landing program years before NASA yeah, did. They did. Years. I admit it. Give it to we, the Soviets. We Give it blew to them, up some too. of the biggest, most powerful moon rockets ever built 
before you had your first crude crude module going anywhere. So let's not talk about innovation here. We've got it up the well. We had it up the wazoo. It actually burned up into cinders at the at the latest N one test launch. But still, because yeah. we had too much fun. Remember, it burned <laughs> so, man. Yes, <laughs> flies hit the nail exactly on the head here. Like I think. Face Unlock is definitely coming to Android. If you read between the lines here, they're like, please use our in- user interface. And the reason for that is obviously because if you put pictures of fingerprints all over user interface, you're going to look really stupid when it's unlocking with someone's mm. face. And they're like, well, why is there pictures of fingers everywhere? Like, I, I don't understand. Very similar to that, they're pushing <laughs> new APIs for window sizes and cutouts. I mean, what could oh, that yeah. possibly be about? They're like, you know what? Yeah. We're pushing some of our UI this way. Here's the bits where UI can go. Here's the bits where UI can't go. And you're like... As a developer, what does this mean? Like, I, I don't understand. I need you to to code this for me again. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Five dollars says Andy Rubin gave this to someone <laughs> over tea. He just went to Mountain View. He had a bagel with I'm assuming is a sesame seed, or a poppy seed guy. All right, and he just gave the code from the essential phone. Now I have to try and prove that so I can keep my five dollars. The, the, the company that provides coffee services to the essential office—they're like four months past due. They really needed that five hundred eighty dollars. So they, you know what? We will sell you that IP for. Oh, that's right. They're 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 also providing us with, with sugar and stirs. Okay, six hundred bucks. Yeah, that's but right. What, what, what a, what a the terrible situation for you developers. Yeah, no, it's yeah, good exactly. times. We've been through this on iOS. Well, be, well because yeah, but yeah, but it's like. Um, it's, you've it's been wor- through it's, it. I'm not on iOS. I know, yeah, but as so a developer, let me that. tell you, man. When Apple added that stupid <laughs> notch thing, that like, I'm just like, ah, oh, my life is just—it's gone for the next two months. As I as I accommodate this little UI thing that you've done. Is it a pain in the butt? Will it, it be a pain a in the butt pain. for Android? It, it will be. Like again, it's good, nice to see the operating system handle it, but it—it's never like one of those magical solutions. You're gonna have to adopt all these new APIs and make sure it works, and you're gonna have to do a ton of testing on. Essential phone, whatever the Asus phone yeah. is, all the other phones that end up sticking notches. Oh, that's right. Now you all have to do testing yes. on all these different. Right, right. Oh, See, that's, that's, different what, that's what makes it freaky. At least, at least you had only with the on iOS, you only have one notch to contend with. But now wow. you have to have like here are the rules. You you will not be able to know in advance when you're building wow. this what's going to be like. I saw in the developer preview that now, for instance, they moved the clock to the extreme left to make sure that if there is no center on a screen that can at least count on the clock is always on the extreme left. But now like, what if you get the, 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 Asus, the Asus new Zen phone? It's just ridiculous. It's, it's crazy the way that they put a notch there just so they can say they had a notch. But what if you have another one? It's not, we decided it's called the Liberty phone because instead of a notch, we have a cutout in the shape of the Liberty bell and some <laughs> pixels making the crack and the pixels inside the crack also are part of the UI. But mere, mere, the, meanwhile, there are the, Poor people at Shifty Jelly who have to figure out, okay, you got us. We were lazy. We did not anticipate that we would be not able to write to part of the screen that is not covered by a Liberty Bell. I can't imagine what that API – I can't imagine what the what the, uh, what the white paper that explains what the methodology of developing user interface are going to be like when you can't even count on what the top edge of a screen is like. 
I feel awful that this is just coming out, that this is what Notches is going to do to Android. Like, the, I didn't even consider this when everybody was going, oh, look, guys, they announced more Notches at MWC. Instead, we should have been like, great, they announced more reasons for Android to be fragmented at MWC. Like, that's like that's essentially what I'm hearing from yeah. this conversation. At least with a central phone, it was like they were doing it in-house. They were doing their own thing. They had their own developers over in Palo Alto working hard on this, and that was like... That was their thing, uh, you know, and at least with Google, with a Pixel phone, I'm imagining they'll keep it kind of like one way, this one one model only the same way Apple has. But with all these Chinese brands that are going to just start whipping these out with notches, this is going to get so annoying. And this is, ah, this is making me angry. Oh, yeah. you think it makes you angry as a developer? I'm like, oh my goodness. Because you know some of these companies, I want to be disparaging, but if they're making like a $100 phone, they're probably not you know, employing world-class designers, a whole team of them to make sure that the pixels are just right. They're trying yes, to get this $100 it, it phone like, the out the door. Yeah. for people who don't have the money. And then that's a whole other thing that upsets me because it's like that's that was the thing that has always bothered me about Android is that at the low level, that's where the users are suffering and that's so unfair. And the whole point... Well, I imagine though, I imagine though, hold on, if we backtrack a little bit, <laughs> that uh, Android Go is not going to have this notch thing. Oh, I imagine that that's, that's not going to have this notch thing yeah, so know. that we can protect a certain, we have to protect a certain class of users. I know we're jumping into a different conversation here, but I'm just <laughs> so like oh. what this notch thing has inspired in me. Is I'm, <laughs> I'm more than happy to go on record and say that I'd, I'd rather have a phone any day that just has equal top and bottom bezels, even if they're yes. you know, as, as small as the S8 ones. I'm happy with that. We don't need to go yeah. any further. Like I'm done. Like it's good. It's, I love it's the, nice. I'm okay like, with the bezels and the Pixel too. You yeah. don't need yeah. to give me some sort of fancy notch i don't care it it did get me thinking about how the notch is kind of like the the louis vuitton logo on like a cheap knockoff bag yeah, people, yeah. but people it's don't not mind lv it's, it's like it's, yeah, it, <laughs> right it's and people and people who are buying it they know it's a knockoff they don't care that this is like vinyl instead of leather they don't care that the stitching isn't good they just want they know that the look of that logo even if it's you have to look at it to find out that it's weird that's weird that's the look they want people to see and that's that it makes them feel good to be holding a phone that was clearly made after 2017 because notch phones didn't exist before 20 before 2017 so i i hope it doesn't become a style thing because oh my even, gosh even Apple, smartphones are gonna feel like when you have a car that like that yep. came from the you know a, a certain little window of where all this design you know remember when cars <laughs> were a little more boxy and then they started making it more curvy and uh -huh. so like now you can tell <laughs> ha -ha. Andy's dad's car has a cigarette lighter Andy, Andy's dad's car has a cigarette lighter yeah so okay, okay another another million dollar idea I don't know whether we should keep this for ourselves or to make it a bonus bonus content okay if you if you are not uh, a, a material podcast member memberships at relay.fm slash material Fast forward a bit because uh, you're not allowed to listen. This is <laughs> premium content in in episode premium content for uh, material podcast members. Business idea: screen protectors, but screen protectors that have like a black bar at the top, so that oh, you no. slap it on your your Galaxy like <laughs> S4, and people will think you have a brand new 2018 yeah. phone because oh my god, look, you've got a black piece of crap at the top of your screen where there should be more pixels, you must have an expensive $1,000 2018 phone. 
People <laughs> are willing to give you three to five dollars for that easily. Damn it, Eddie. easily giving away all these ideas for free. I'm glad that uh, all the non-premium listeners skip that bit. That's that's honesty system works every time. If if you if you're not a material podcast member and you've been doing the honest thing and turning off your cognitive abilities and just listening to the clicks and pops and buzzes, you can turn your cognitive abilities back on again now. Cool. Um, one other quick thing to cover, we talked about this in the previous show, is um, apps no longer get access to the microphone, the camera, and the screen in the background. I won't talk about that because we've covered that previously, but the interesting thing is Google have now said how they're doing it. So as a developer, I know this is down in the weeds, but I've always wondered, you can't just kill apps that are trying to do that because that's going to cause you all sorts of problems. It turns out they figured out the solution is for apps that aren't built against this. They're just going to give you blank data. So if you ask for the microphone, you're going to get empty audio. If you ask for the camera, you're going to get nothing video. And if you ask for screen access, I think one of those will actually throw exceptions, possibly that one. Um, so I think that's a pretty pretty good solution all around. Obviously, when you hmm. compile against the new SDK, like all that would be gone. But for apps that haven't been updated, at least they won't sort of break into a million pieces. They, they hmm. should still work, which is, which is cool. Yeah. One last thing to note, and you might be all excited. You're like, oh, I want to put this on my main phone. I'm so excited. Um, the install procedure is very much sort of developer only at the moment. Google does not want uh, the general public installing this. You actually have to wipe your entire phone um, to get it on there and use a whole bunch of development tools. And it's, trust me, preview one is not something you want to put on your primary mm-hmm. phone. Like no matter how excited you are, and I know you, some of you are like just chomping at the bit to go and get this, um, that's my warning to you is that it's not going to be a pleasant experience until at least sort of preview three or four. Don't so just, salivate it yet. Doesn't, that's yeah. what doesn't, he's saying. It doesn't matter how in incredibly delicious that cupcake you found on the sidewalk on New York City it looks doesn't matter it's probably it, laced it, with it, something it, it, it landed like the, the the paper cupcake tin side down it's like don't even don't even think about it it's yeah good. it's gone the things don't you don't know far are going to ruin the experience even if it doesn't kill you <laughs> and that's my warning to you. I know some of you still do it, but at least I've, I've gone on the record and said, like, please, please don't do that to yourself. Like, especially if you only have one phone. Like, that's it's not a good way to live. Um, we should probably get to our next sponsor before we. But before, but before oh, sorry, the, 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 one, one important one important note that's kind of sad. Uh, yeah. Some of you are really looking forward to uh, to, uh, to Android P. Uh, we're all looking forward to it, even though this is a uh, limited uh, developer release. It. As Russell has been uh, explaining about things in the background, it's foundations of stuff that are going to be awesome in the next couple of years. If you have a Nexus 6P or a 5X, I also if you have a Pixel C tablet, but really, what are the chances that anybody listening to any podcast has a Pixel C tablet? Okay, hand raised in the back, Russell. But you again, you are morally obligated <laughs> as a developer to own one. That's they. they I, I think the business plan of the Pixel C was like how many developers that we have yeah. that really have to buy. Great, we, we'll works. price it so that we can make a profit based on the eight thousand we'll have to sell to developers. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is official from Google. Uh, Android P will not be available for the Nexus Six P or the Five X, which is only a the three year old device. It's not. A brand new phone, but it is well within the bandwidth of what you would consider someone who doesn't tend to drop things into fountains or drop things onto tile floors uh, can get things going. Uh, I, uh, I I bought my I bought my first generation Pixel when it was uh, eight or nine months old, 
it's it really makes me think that oh great so it's like android p now going to be the last great update of android that my phone will be getting uh, android uh, google did uh, have a form have has a formal chart that tells you how long you're guaranteed to get the major updates i think they've they have said something like three years is like the max you'll ever get mm -hmm. and they do they do update this saying that we are promising for this we are not promising for that uh, the hammer fish officially has come down for the 6p or the 5x but compare and contrast this to apple where if it is, if electrons can still fit down the pipeline of the APIs in this latest version of iOS, we will let you, we will get this thing running on your phone without some features that require GPU or security chip or fingerprint reader. But hey, if you don't, if you got a five year old phone, either because you bought it for $60 or because you are like the fourth youngest child in the family and you get the hand me down of the previous, uh, after after mom and dad get the, get theirs and hand it to the spouse and the spouse hands it to the largest, to the oldest child. They say, you know what? We don't have to. We don't. We don't care about selling you a new phone. We will get it running. It seems like a big bummer. I'm sure that someone's going to get once the source code uh, is uh, is published for P. Someone is going to figure out how to compile it for older phones, particularly the 6P or the 5X. But it's a bummer that Google doesn't feel a commitment that way. It really does bum me out. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I know, I know the people at Google who are listening. Are like, there's here's the following 20 reasons why we do that. I get it. There's technical complexity, but it's it would be kind of nice to extend that support just that one or two years like more. I think you'd win a lot of customer support if you could figure that out. Um, but we, like I said, we should move on. So this episode of Material is brought to you by our awesome friends over at Pingdom. Now, the reason Pingdom is so awesome because they help keep your site and all the sites you love online. So Pingdom monitor your site so you don't have to and they give you real-time feedback so you know exactly what's going on at all times. Um, let's be honest, stuff breaks on the internet all the time. That's, that's really common. If you put something on the internet, chances are it's broken at some point. So every month, Pingdom detects around 13 million outages. That's more than 400,000 outages every single day. So regardless of whether you have a small website or you're managing a complete massive infrastructure, um, it's really important to monitor its availability and performance. And you don't want your site to be down and you want to be the first person to know before people start sending you tweets and emails. And that's why you need Pingdom. So if this sounds like your kind of thing and you want to get started, uh, all Pingdom needs is the URL you want to monitor and they'll take all, care of all the other stuff. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM. That's P-I-N-G-D-O-M.com slash RelayFM right now and you'll get a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Uh, and if, when you do decide to sign up, you can use the offer code material at checkout to get a massive 30% off your first invoice. So we want to thank Pingdom so much for their support of this show and all of RelayFM. Mm. Before we go, we have a uh, just today uh, Google uh, released a really cool uh, experiment. They have they often have these new web tools that they announce as experiments. They're just things that they're working on. And they found a way to apply the stuff that they've been working on. So under Google Arts and Culture, uh, they have a new f app or feature called Art Palette, and all it does is it's like uh, it's kind of like just Google search based on colors. And you so can already pretty. do you can already do things like show me show me pictures of red cars. That's that's boring. But what you can do is uh, you can do you can essentially uh, Google has categorized images. Can break it down to what is the major color palette that this picture, this photo, this statue, this even this wall graffiti uses. Uh, and so if you were to let's say use your phone to like take a picture of your sofa. 
that your upholstered sofa, and it will figure out that, okay, there's a, that kind of a gray, that kind of a red, and that kind of an orange there. Uh, and then it will find you works of art that use that pretty much that same color palette or, or maybe a little bit more highbrow wow. where a piece of art, a piece of art that you like and you kind of want to see things that kind of use that same kind of balance. And it will be amazing. I uploaded one of my favorite comic book covers. And so you start to see they screen not only does at the, at the top of the screen there's like just color bars saying here's what we th- we think the palette is and then it will it just the entire screen is filled with images that kind not not look the same but they have the same sort of like tonal appearance to them and you can even like start deep clicking so you can click on one of those and it will show you ones with with the uh, palettes that are kind of uh, closer to that as well uh, and it is such an int- I, I've only been using it for the past three or four hours <laughs> i admit but i boy it was such a fun time sink the way that uh, only google experiments uh, tend to be uh the way that and also the I, I can't wait to see how people who actually know what they're doing in terms of art and design are going to do with it now, obviously being a little bit snarky my 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 first thought was that oh great so people rich people's like honey uh, I need a, uh, like a really like classical masterpiece by one of those famous artists, but it has to match our sofa. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Google has a Google experiment. Just upload the swatch, and we'll show you. There you go. Sotheby's sold this Kandinsky for. Oh, right. It's it's, it's sort of we were looking for a greenish yellow, not like a, not an orange yellow. Oh, wait, there you go. There's another. <laughs> it's yeah. So. But it's super super fun, uh, and uh, I don't I don't know what the commercial uh, commercial use of this is going to be, but it's really cool to see them saying, "Well, that's interesting enough. Let's publish it." No, no commercial use. Just a nice little glimpse into how machines sort things, <laughs> <laughs> sort really pretty things. I will say uh, this reminds me a lot of a website I used to participate in many, many moons ago called found.com. It was like Uh, five Fs. Yeah. And it was basically user generated like art content. And so whatever you would upload, like get tossed into this algorithm. I don't know. And every time you would click on something, it would just keep keep you down this hole. Um, And that's how people used to waste time on the internet back in the day. Just for (laughs) those of you who might be new to this internet world. Uh, I'm uh, I'm trying to actually I think I'm gonna you know try uploading a picture of the Sagrada Familia and see what it gives me so uh, you know I think this is just a fun way you know what we should put together a list of all the best ways to waste time with Google things <laughs> that would be a long list considering the amount of uh, experiments Google tends to put out in the world I mean the just web I... experiments alone exactly one thing I really love about this one is um. It lets you upload a photo. It also just has a surprise me button, and it yep. is it is genuinely surprising watching it step through different color palettes. And then it's interesting much to see much more edifying than uh, stumble upon. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's interesting to see that a lot of things from the same era like use the same color palette. Like you look at you know all the things that are in there, and you're like, oh, that's yeah, it's just yeah. it's. You can I suppose you could even track like a lot of art history from it because one of the most one of the things that really blew my mind. 
<laughs> when I was doing when I, when I took my first like art history class is that this color of blue did not exist in painting. The technology for making this color of blue did hmm. not exist until this new trade route was opened up. And if you and if you had like you know how like your friend is boasting about no 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 this doesn't this isn't just like 4K this is 4K HDR OLED like they, when they when you were invited over to see the new painting see that color of blue it's not it's not any like petty merchant that can afford a, a, a painting with that color of blue in it so all these things you can sort of learn about wait wait a minute when did th this guy was just a farmer who painted on the side how in 1611 how did he get a hold of this color of blue did he was he like sleeping with some rich person's daughter or something to be able to it's it's all the you never know what we can learn from data until a way of viewing that data uh, becomes gets gets on there. Uh, actually, toward that toward that end, the, if you go to uh, the art experiment uh, site, which is uh, get if you go to g uh, co uh, arts experiment, I mm -hmm. think it is, and it'll expand. Uh, they also they also used a, a more simpler uh, or easier to understand concept, which is uh, every issue of Life magazine. You know, the American not it was a great magazine, but it was known for being a great photo magazine. Mm -hmm. So they basically threw all the entire archives of every issue of Life magazine into this machine learning thing that would analyze every single photo and tag and describe it. So now if you can do for give me Life magazine photos of sailors outside, they're happy, they're in uniform, and there are children around. And it will show you pictures from Life magazine attached to the articles about them because uh, – Oftentimes, the article there there aren't enough keywords in the article them, themselves to really describe what this article is about. But if an editor decided that this picture really will get people's attention and help, it really enhances this story. That will contain lots of cues that someone a hundred years in the future <laughs> who would want to who is going to be doing keyword searches would want to find too. So it's you know it's it, uh, this is one of the reasons why I love Google. It's like. There's going to be so much more learning, so much more insight that can be created just by virtue of the fact that uh, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a way they're making money from ads associated with this. But it's like what what is what is in it for Google to have uh, a way to search Life magazine photo archives? Not much, but it sounds like a cool idea where grad students who are basically being paid by grant money, <laughs> we don't have to turn this into a saleable product. Let's just do it because it's cool. That's just the mentality, I think, of most of the great things that come out of Google. There, this is just making me want to travel. Uh, you, yep. we'll put in the show notes. Go check it out. It is, it is super fascinating. I've just been, sorry, guys, I went down a hole. This is what <laughs> happens with these Google things. Just wait until this is applied to shopping. And then I could finally, yeah. like, I don't have to hire some person to help me figure out color palettes for my living room. I could just, yeah. <laughs> bink, <laughs> need well, a new chair. But before we, uh, we've been talking about, I've been talking about, oh, the arts and culture and all uh, the technology and enhancing people's understanding. I will have to say that I have to admit that not the fifth or sixth, but maybe the third or fourth thing that entered my mind when I was like playing with this stuff is that, again, you go uh, g.co, their, their, their uh, URL expander slash art palette. Uh, or go to the arts experiment, uh, g.co slash arts experiment. But whoever did that did not, of course, think that through and realize that once they expand that into uh, into the uh, address bar, that turns it turns into what most people would read as art sex experiment. <laughs> Lol. Which 
maybe it might be like, who who understands search engine could, could optimi- optimization right <laughs> exactly that's a, i'm, I'm wondering blocked. like you know if, if you go to panera bread bread if it's going to tell you that not only are we not we don't we don't want you looking at sex ex- art sex experiments i don't i don't care if you think it's artistic we don't know that it's porn because we we have our own amazon machine intelligence learning that says that that is smut 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 either give us 20 dollars or leave this panera bread sir <laughs> I just want to end this on the note that I'm looking at bento, which apparently are part of an art exhibit in Tokyo. So there we go. <laughs> that's a good, that's a cool photo. <laughs> is that, is we'll that put like, it in the show so, notes. Oh God. I wish I, I, I never, I never get more interested. Uh, let, me, let me say that for me, lunch is maximum calories of input for least amount of calories of output. So I will either just slap together like ham and cheese on two slices of bread and nothing and I'll carry it back to my desk or I will pay somebody to make me a sandwich if I had the ability to <laughs> if I if I had the ability that I'm looking at this some of these pictures that were that first up here is like a Japanese bullet train that opens up <laughs> to form like little compartments with like a little egg and like oh and I would spend it takes 93 minutes to I'm sure put that together and all of like 17 minutes to eat but that seems like that our lunch would be a much bigger thing if, if we did it the way the bento preparers did it. Mm, not just lunch, dessert as well. I found a picture don't, of. Don't don't make me hungry again. I reiterate, I have like seven eighths of a cake right here next to me, and I don't need to be reminded that. Oh, sorry, I got hungry. <laughs> Snap peas. I just had them over here. Mm. Ah. Or, uh, or 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 do or, uh, can, can I impo- can I impose upon you to do that again? Now I'm just gonna click to save this. Ah! Damn it! I caught my fingertip and I crushed my <laughs> finger in the in the shift key. Ah! I left my coconuts at home. Otherwise, I'd take you this on my horse to the hospital. This is why people eat snap peas because they snap. <laughs> <laughs> we have a position open uh, for the official uh, material podcast Foley artist. If you have a, a coconut you can slice in half or that little <laughs> machine for doing thunder and rain, uh, just go to uh, relay.fm slash material and email us. Uh, you can also email us with like suggestions and things like that. But again, if we want a Foley artist, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, but be, actually, before before we go, uh, is there any uh, – we, we should end, as we do every show, by polling the panel to see if we have anything coming up that we would like to plug and the floor is now open for – got, we've got a Craigslist for a sofa sectional that you're trying to sell or a cool article is coming out or whatever. Not yet. Okay. I always have stuff in the pipeline. It's coming soon. Stuff is always coming soon. And but you can no. follow me on Twitter at oh that flow if you'd like there to you know go. more, and also on Instagram. Oh yeah, by the way, if you're curious about what's going on with the Google Clips, follow me on Instagram because I post a lot of those to my stories, and so you can see kind of like how that stuff works in social media. So I'll kind of be playing with that the next couple of weeks. I'll be talking more about the Google Clips. <laughs> there's there's more to to test out with that. What a, what a hard challenge for like a Google PR to know that they are the first people to test these out are mostly going to be like freelance writers. And so all the demo photos are going to be pictures of writers leaning back on a sofa or chair trying to figure out, <laughs> yes. is it, this is the one which does this or is this the one that, which first is that? I keep, what is, I keep, I keep figuring what that rule is. I'm going to yeah. train that machine learning engine so well <laughs> on what. 
a regular old person's life is like. (laughs) (laughs) Russell, what's your life like? Uh, My life is super exciting and maybe I'll tell you about it in a few weeks' time. But uh, in the meantime, twitter.com slash Rusty Shelf if you want to follow me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you would, Mm -hmm. but if, if you do, that's where you can find the good stuff. And as usual, spell my last name. I'm like a vampire. You have to invite my invite me in by spelling my name. I'm, I not go on Twitter, I'm not go on Instagram, I not go.com on layweb uh, and uh, suntimes.com for the tech stuff that I write about for pay. Uh, if you go to astro, uh, and, uh, wgbh.org, Boston's public radio station, you will see my uh, bi-weekly half-hour chats about tech stuff. And I think my next one's going to be next week, next Wednesday, I think. So actually, I can, we can plug that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, last thing we should all plug that again, go to relay.fm slash material where we joke, but uh, we love getting feedback. A lot of people will offer us feedback through Twitter and boy, do we love that. Uh, but you can also send us emails. If there's something you'd want to say, uh, tell us that is not to be publicly consumed, just let us know and we'll just share it with amongst ourselves. Be either properly chastised or pat each other on the back based on whatever you said uh we are human beings with feelings just keep that in mind before you go to that section of the keyboard uh and that's also the place where if you want if you are in that that mode of uh of play of uh, being pleased by us and grateful to us of the throw money at them uh, level you will also happily allow you to throw money directly at us instead of indirectly at us through our advertisers Please. once again become <laughs> members go to relay.fm slash material i have to say that the grounds it was started off as a, a semi-joke but support is growing for the six-hour marathon members-only yes. episode. Yes, so I'll be here with my snappies. <laughs> and, and, and six of hours course. of me crunching. And, I, and <laughs> I'll and I'll be here like on my horse. <laughs> Whoa! Oh my gosh! Well, are you? Oh. Guys, see, you he, really thought I was on yeah. a horse, didn't you? See, that's yeah. that's the, whole, that's the fully I see a lot of work. potential for this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I see some potential. Uh, so make that happen. Throw money at us. Relay.fm slash material. Uh, uh, so thank you so much for listening to this entire episode this time. I uh, hope you see, us, you see us again next time. Until then, everybody have a wonderful week. Thank <laughs> you.